Okay, Difference Makers, welcome back to the Difference Maker Podcast. Host Matt and Chris Calderoni. Really, really, really excited about this week's episode. Um, Well, actually, this two-part episode that we're going to be going into about mastering the mindset and the mental training secrets of elite athletes. We really put a lot of thought into this episode and just what we wanted to kind of discuss and have a conversation around because Chris and I were talking about it this past week. Seen a couple influencers, if you will, um, that just really went in on, you know, kind of past their point of expertise and into the mental side and given some information on visualization. And it was just a little bit of, of a bit of a negative part to it that we were saying to each other, like, there's a lot of noise out there when it comes to mental training. Do you journal? Do you this? Do you that? Is it meditation? Is it this? Is it that? And we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's open up this Pandora box. Let's look at everything that we do with our pros. Let's give the secrets and really go in on them. Yeah. And, you know, I did have a conversation with actually an athlete this week, um, and it, it, it came off as, or he thought, you know, is there something wrong with me of going course. into this program? Um, you know, there's, there's a stigma around- what, Like going into our program? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Like he was just talking out loud and he was thinking like, you know, is there something wrong with me that I need- this type of training. And I said to him, like, you know, it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with you at all. People use us for various different things, whether it be risk management on how, um, you know, if they have a very, I think you were saying before you were telling me anyways, a very tight training or, or travel schedule where they have to worry about, okay, if I land somewhere, am I going to get sick, this and that and everything else. There's some other guys that need to overcome certain, you know, pressures and adversities that only they face. And then there's other guys that just want to find that way. One guy I work with in particular where he's on top of his stuff, but he needs to have just that constant, okay, we set a goal throughout the season so things don't get stale. Yeah. People use our training for different purposes. And it's not, I told them straight up, it's not that there's anything wrong with you at all. It's it's like going into a skill, a skills camp or a training in a gym or well, anything like that. On. Like, what are you looking to get? Sorry, better? not to interject, but just that word, training. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we're doing this episode, right? It's training. It's not advice. It's not a tip. It is not a like, and that's where I think this whole stigma thing, and this is a whole other conversation and and you know place to go into, but yeah. like it's if you listen. Here's the truth. I was talking to a head coach that we work with on a hockey team the other day. The higher you go up in the rankings, the more pressure you're going to be faced with, the higher the expectations. So you got to think of something for a sec. Whenever you're, go- you're graduating from a level, you're playing one level of sports, you go to the next one. You go to the junior level. Now from the junior level, you go to the NCAA level. The NCAA level, you go to the pro level or the semi-pro and then the pro. Mm-hmm. The point is with that though, 
as you keep graduating levels, there are various amounts of expectations being thrown at you. And what's happening as you go up to that next level, people are getting better. So you're, ha- you're having this pressure-filled environment of people getting better. And on top of that, you're having more expectations placed on you. And in some scenarios, once they throw money at you, it is over, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, it's not a matter of, oh, I'm mentally prepared, like whatever. You're training yourself. Like this is no different than prepping yourself for a big sales call yeah. or going to battle. Or, like you, you have to get into the right mindset. And if you don't have training principles behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to fall behind because I'm going to tell you this, the best in the world, if you really look at and study the top individuals in the world, either have coaches, mentors, psychologists, individuals that they work with to keep their head on straight. Because the point of this training is two things. One, to give the individual the tools to be able to keep themselves in a state of resilience and focus throughout an entire performance so they can dominate. But two, on the other side, is so there's a neutral party that can slow down and be like, hey, what you're thinking of here or concocting in your mind is really not happening. You're actually just in the fire. We're out of it. Let's give you the better perspective. Yeah. What do Think of it. What do the world's top leaders have? Advisors. Right. Why do they have advisors? Because they're specialists in different parts that can give the leader, the president, the prime minister, whomever, the exact information of what's going on around them to inform them to make a better decision. Mm-hmm. As an athlete, as a high performer, you are the CEO and your body's your company. The people that you surround yourself with are your advisors. If those advisors aren't good and you're lacking in one area, aka the mental performance side, you will fall heavily. Yeah. And hard. So with that preface. Um, let's get into mastering the mindset, mental training secrets of elite athletes. So we're going to cover about six or seven today, depending on what we decide for time. Um, and then we'll cover the next ones in the following week. So let's start with mental training secret. Number one, the best athletes, the top athletes that we work with all have a consistent morning power system so they can subconsciously train their goals into fruition. So this is where I want to say one of the most important things I think, and this is one of the biggest I wouldn't call it like necessarily like the biggest secret, but this is one of the biggest difference makers that a lot of athletes neglect. The top athletes in the world are doing their mornings different than you. Just putting that out there. Well, right. Even this week, I had a conversation with, um, with an individual and he just, he was straight up. He's like, I need to get my morning on, on right. And it's not that we need to do a million different things because then you get overwhelmed. You try to jam too much stuff in and everything, but just a simple, you know, get up early, go for a quick little walk, get a coffee and it sets him on his way, just kickstarts his day. And it gives that purpose throughout the rest of the day. Like once you really essentially get your day going at the beginning, it kind of sets you up like for me anyways, personally. And even for this athlete that I'm working with, same thing for him. So there's two parts to it that Chris is saying there. One, there's the part of the habit of getting up early. That's just a habit, okay? Let's go in though onto what it actually does because this is important and this is the secret behind it. The best in the world are subconsciously training themselves in the morning. What does that mean? There's a part of your mind that is trained by repetition. The part that is responsible for 95% of your perceptions in life, whether or not you know it, and it's the subconscious part of your mind. The part of your mind that is not you actively thinking. It's the deepest part of your mind. You can call it unconscious, subconscious, whatever you want to call it. 
But this part of your mind is what contains all the beliefs, all the stories you tell yourself, all the behaviors that you have stored, all the past pain you've had, all the current pain you have, all the deep, dark places that unfortunately don't come out until the worst periods of time. The best athletes in the world are taking the time in the morning to train that part of their mind. It's simple, right? And it's like, why do they do that? Well, think about it for a second. What they're basically doing is clearing the part of their mind out that is responsible for their behaviors, your subconscious, right? And when you take the time to do something, and we'll talk about this in a sec, but doing a meditation in the morning, it can be journaling if you like to write, but taking the time to really think about your targets, your goals, and to literally sit and say, okay, yesterday is done. It's over. Can't do anything about it. Today is today. And they slow down. And this is one of the keys to high performances is really slowing down. So these top athletes, to Chris's point, they have a system in the morning. It's nothing complex. It takes maximum about 15 minutes if you really want to layer it. And what it does is it gives, you, it gives yourself the time to say, okay, this is my vision. These are my targets that I'm focused on. Let me subconsciously train that. Now, a lot of our athletes like to subconsciously train, and we highly suggest it by meditating or manifesting or visualizing on your goals. Now, these are all different things. Meditating is more so clearing your mind out. It's not focusing on the goal itself. It's taking the time to separate yourself and get clear-minded. I want to be very clear about that on meditation. Manifestation is where you're looking at the goal and saying, I want this to happen, and you're thinking of how it goes through. And then visualization is seeing yourself actually accomplish something or do something. So the way that we do it in our morning power audio is what we call it. All our athletes have it. We first take the time to clear out their mind. So part of it is a meditation, part of it. Once they clear their mind and get free thinking, we go to the second part, which is a manifestation piece, which is understand your goals, understand your targets. Don't worry about the external world. Let's create the internal that you want. And the third piece is visualizing it. Okay, now you know what you want. Now know where you want to go. Let's see you actually accomplishing it today. What do you need to do today? That little, I think it's like an eight minute audio track. Yeah, eight minutes puts them into a state of taking themselves out of the pain of yesterday, out of the noise of yesterday, out of the annoyance of yesterday, and putting themselves into a state of here, now, and in the future. And that allows them to clear out the past, focus on the future, and get very present on the moment so they can start taking action towards it. Hmm. And as, because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, listening right now have that, can relate to not having a solid, you know, morning routine or after they wake up or anything. What would you say is the number one thing to, well, maybe not number one thing, but the first thing to avoid doing so that you can start to set up your morning? Picking up your phone. Mm. Plain and simple, honestly. Like, listen, there, I get very, very heated about this because it's like so many people have this mentality that the first thing they need to do is answer everybody else in the world, and they don't. The first thing you need to do is get your head on straight, like get your shit together in the morning. Right, okay. Right? And the, but the other thing too, I would say, if... If you look at, if you just type in like Tom Brady morning routine, if you type in any of your idols morning routine and they're well-known athletes and like, you know, Google will write a story on them or someone will and they'll rank. (laughs) My point is though, you will find how sacred these athletes are about their morning. We actually have an athlete we work with in the NBA and he was saying, he goes, um, Matt, you're right. I got to make my morning sacred. Mm. And it's like, that's the shit I'm talking about. Make your morning sacred. I'm not saying you got to go into this place and light a bunch of incense and whatever. If you want to do that, by all means, go for it. Fine. But you need to take the time to slow down in the morning. Do what you got to do to put yourself in a good state and focus. So there's a couple things really quick, and then we'll move on to the next point. 
Um, number one, I highly suggest doing some kind of a meditation, a manifestation, or a visualization. But if you're going to deep dive into that, really just make sure you understand what you're doing with each of them because it can work in the, in the negative for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe we've... Have we, have we linked before the morning power? I think we have. I, we, ha- we do have it. We can link it Let's in link this it. one. No problem. There's a morning power down below then or in the description that you can, um, you can actually have. So you get that audio track that I just spoke about. Yeah. Get it. It's yours for free. Have it. Go manifest your goals and do it the right way. Um, I like to do a journaling side as well. I do that after though. I do my whole meditation piece while, while my morning power audio piece, um, simply because of the fact that once I do that and I'm clear, I know what I need to do for the day and I have my own journaling routine. Hmm. So take your time with it, figure out what works for you. But the secret you have to understand, subconsciously work on your mind in the morning. It doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be like ABC. If you plug in this audio track that we're giving you down below, you'll be good to go. Yeah. And if there were two points for someone that's trying to do this very simply, stay off the phone. Get off the phone. Get onto the morning power audio. Get off the phone. Get onto, honestly, not even morning power. Get off the phone and get onto your vision. Got it. That's the key. Like, focus on what you want, right? Okay. Okay. Secret number two, going in the opposite direction. These athletes have a consistent nighttime reload system so they can reflect, de-stress, and subconsciously train their mind before bed. So there's this whole subconscious mind thing, and this is a training secret. This is why these are secrets. These are not general knowledge. But if there's two things athletes are very religious about besides the religion, it is their morning power system and their nighttime reload system. Morning power gets you in a state of focus and dominance and readiness and go after your goals, rah, rah, rah. Before bed, you need to de-stress and put in your mind what you want to happen. So I think this is, I think this is one of the most overlooked parts, to be honest with you, of like training your mind. So many athletes watch garbage before bed. Well, everybody does. Oh my God, man. Every Not even garbage. Just athletes, like, right? yeah, like crap before bed. Like just they're on their phone and they're reading social media and then they're comparing or maybe they're on Netflix and watching a stupid show. Or My point is, though, I'm not saying you can't do that, but what the best in the world are finishing with is a system in place that allows them to de-stress, reflect, and visualize what they want for tomorrow. Why do they do this? Well, let's go science a bit. First off, de-stressing, if you're sleeping like crap because you're always anxious, you need this nighttime reload system. And I will say one thing, even working from youth athletes to the best in the world getting paid multi-millions of dollars, every athlete is pretty anxious before bed. Majority, I would say. Doesn't, listen, it doesn't matter what part of life because every time, this is about life more than it is about being the athlete, but you're going to have things that come up. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Yeah, even I guess with how connected we are, you know, right even before we have that opportunity to wind down, you yes. could be hit with something that not devastates you, but throws you off for that night right 100 um the reflection piece is what allows you to actually understand what you need to do so i was actually talking about this with another one of our nba players and um he goes man i'm super anxious before bed it's like all right cool have you taken the time to journal down the things that make you anxious and find out the next possible step that you need to take it's like no i was like all right let's add that in out of that in so he'd write a point i'm anxious about my training tomorrow and he would answer this one question what do I need to do to stop being anxious? And he's like, I just need to bring a positive effort. Oh, and he's like, Matt, I know it sounds stupid, but he goes, honestly, a lot of the times things are a lot worse in my head than they are in real life. Yeah. Right. And it's like writing, what people don't realize is like, you don't journal to just journal. You're actually journaling to organize thoughts. 
right? right? Like you're materializing your thoughts. You're making, you're, you're feeling something. So when you take the time to actually journal before bed and reflect on it, on your day and ask yourself, did I accomplish what I wanted? Is there anything causing me stress right now? What do I need to do if there is? You can answer those three questions. But taking the time to do that actually helps you get all the crap out of your head and throw it on paper and see it and deal with it. It's kind of like um, putting a, a face to, to the monster. Yeah. A little bit, right? Like, like you or like that athlete said, it's always worse in my head. Well, you can't necessarily physically see it, right, when it's in your head. But when you have it down on the piece of paper, you're able to take a look at what it's actually, what's actually there yeah. and perhaps even find a way to attack it for the following day. Well, and that's what I would highly suggest for anybody who's going to bed like super stressed, right? Like a very simple journaling practice you can use for that. So the other thing I was going to say too, you don't just have to journal. Like this can also come out through having a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. But the point is you want to take what's in your brain and throw it out in the open and slay the dragon, right? right? So slaying the dragon for some people who are very introspective can do the whole writing piece. They can write out what their problem is or what they're worried about. They put it on paper and they simply ask themselves, like, what do I need to do to get over this? Right. right. What do I, what's my next step? But if you're not like that and you're more of a social being, what I highly suggest is you have your core group of people or the people that you consider to be like, you know, your inner circle. Call one of those individuals and you say, hey, you got 10 minutes to talk, going through something. I need to help you. I, I need your help to, to get me de-stressed here. Call them, work through it. The key to both of these, though, is you need to end with an action step. Mm -hmm. If you just talk about your problems, that's going to put it on the table. That's calling the dragon out. You piss it off. You need to slay it, hmm. right? So slaying it comes from action steps. If you don't have action steps that you're taking when you're anxious about a situation or stressed about it, you're still, you, all you're doing is talking about it. Right. Right. All you're, that's like, that actually adds more fuel to the fire sometimes because you just keep bringing it up instead of, Oh, well, you know what? You're actually worried about, you know, um, your tryout tomorrow. Well, what are a couple things you know you need to do in order to be successful at the tryout? Well, I need to uh, work hard on every single rep. I need to take it one rep at a time and I need to make sure I'm sticking to my strengths. Oh, great. Put that down. Write that down. Okay. So you write those things down and it's like, okay, awesome. Then you can come into the second part of the nighttime reload system. And that being now you can visualize it, right? We have multiple links in different episodes to our visualization track we can even put that down below yeah, as we, well we'll put it down yeah. right but what our pros are doing before bed they're using journaling to de-stress they're breathing to de-stress box breathing you can do and then they're visualizing what they need to do the next day in order to be successful right and that's one of the most important things that you can do if you have that little routine in place you shut off your phone you get out of your own head you stop focusing on things that don't matter right now before bed, that's one of the best things you can do. I suggest doing this 20 minutes before, to go, before you go to bed. So a simple routine looks like this. Start your journaling. Do that about 20 minutes before you're about to sleep. You can do some deep breathing before you're about to go to sleep. And then as you're trying to, you know, you're, you're getting into that last 10 minutes, have that visualization that you do to see so that you can see what you want tomorrow happening and you're visualizing it and you're going to bed on a successful note. That's very important. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I was going to say for... For like you said, the um, the social person at night that maybe need to talk to someone to get their thoughts out. If that support system isn't there, or someone cannot, you know, find 
five, 10 minutes to speak to you. Would a solution be to almost send a voice note to yourself to hear it? Could send a voice note. I, I know, mean, obviously, we're thinking of extremes here, but just, no, you know. send a voice note. If you need, it's, the point is, though, get out of, yes, get out of your own head. Materialize your thoughts. Right. Okay. So you could send a voice note. Um, if you are somebody that's worried and is like you need the guidance piece, because a lot of times what it is when you need to talk to somebody is that you don't know the guidance piece on your own and you need to find a guidance piece. So if you're lacking the guidance piece, like a lot of athletes, a lot of times will go to social media for it. Right. That's a really bad idea because you're going to get 50 different ideas thrown at you at once and you won't know what to pick and it could stress you out further. What I highly suggest if you're in a spot where you don't know, like you're a little unsure of what to do, a great technique you can use is going to pass situations that you've been through that are similar to what you're worried about and ask yourself like, what did I do well then? Because I'm telling you right now, 99.98% of the time, it will be the same pattern. Right. That's all it is. So having a nighttime system to work on your subconscious, very, very important. And again, you do that through reflecting, de-stressing and uh, visualizing before bed. Okay. Next one. The best athletes in the world actually train themselves to understand what their strengths are and fall back on it. Um, this is what we call the resilience system. I know this doesn't sound like anything super crazy, but if I were to ask you right now to anybody tuning in exactly what are the three strengths that make you special, bet you a lot of you won't be able to tell me, <laughs> right? The best athletes in the world identify those strengths. They stick to them and they don't worry about anything else. And these strengths are basic. It's not I slam dunk the ball. It's I'm good at driving the lane. It's not, I'm great at three pointers. It's I'm great at my long distance shooting. Like, you know what I mean? It's very simple stuff. They know these strengths, they stick to them and they don't question it. I got to say, this is one of my favorite sessions to go through with the athletes that we work with, just simply because for someone that hasn't done it before or actually put down or materialize the strengths that they do have to see the reaction afterwards, when someone realizes like, damn, this is this is something that, number one, I'm good at. Number two, I like to do it. Number three, I can do this all game long yes. and not even get tired of doing it. Like, it's just fun. And then you innovate on top of it, and it's just, it's a good time. Yeah, so continuously getting better. Knowing those strengths, it's, I don't know. It, for me, anyways, it's one of my favorite sessions to do. Yep. So yeah. a very simple way to do this again, get a journal out, get a piece of paper, ask yourself, what three things do I do very, very, very well that allow me to be successful? Write those three things down stick to them. When the going gets tough, just simply ask yourself, which one am I not doing or a couple am I not doing well and go do them. Okay. Now another training secret, number four, that these athletes are using to mentally train themselves. The best athletes in the world are visualizing regularly. It is their cheat code. Even when they're doing well, these athletes are visualizing themselves. They're visualizing themselves, go through basic technique with their strengths and execute it well. They're visualizing themselves um, going through a challenge and getting out of that challenge. They're visualizing themselves get the outcome. They are keeping this visualization consistent. No ifs, ands, or buts. Here's the prescription, and then we'll get into the meat of it. Three times a week. Okay, I even suggest doing it daily. All you need to do, get that audio track down below, plug it in, understand exactly what skills you need to visualize that are giving you a little bit of uncertainty right now. And visualize your way through it, baby. That's all it is. It's, re it's really that simple. I think a lot of people forget, too, that success is really determined not on doing anything special or crazy,
but doing the same things consistently and getting great results because of that. Right. A lot of times what we see athletes do is they'll visualize for a week and they'll fall off for a week and they'll visualize for a week and fall off for a week. And they're like, well, why am I inconsistent? Like, well, you're not consistent with your habits. So use the audio track below. The best athletes in the world are visualizing regularly, even when they're doing well. This is not a tool you just use when things are not doing or going well for you. It's not a tool you use when you're not unsure. It's a tool that you use if you want to maintain your dominance. Simple. Do you have anything to add? With optimizing you know, performance and, and getting this done, what is the best time for someone that's starting this up to do it? Well, like we've, we said before, going, before going to bed, the night before for the next day, I think a lot of athletes get it wrong too, where they think they just, they'll visualize in that morning and it'll take care of things for the night when the truth is you need to be doing this a day before for the next day or it won't have the impact that you want. You can get away with it sometimes. Whenever we get the call from the agent and they're freaking out about the athlete and they need to perform the next day, we're, visu- we're having them visualize the night before, literally the night that the agent calls for the next day, and then they're getting those results. Right. That's and how it's happening. I would say even that gives you some, some clarity and, and calmness to say, hey, you know, I've done the preparation from the night before. I'm feeling good going into the next day, right? Yeah. So secret number four, visualize regularly and don't just do it when, again, you're feeling down. Do it consistently. Okay. Next, secret number five. They use film watching regularly, again, even when they're performing well, so they can continuously have confidence in their performances. So let's talk about how to watch film first. You're not just watching film to glorify yourself. That's not the point of film. The point of film, and this is where I think a lot of athletes sometimes miss the mark, is you want to see what you're doing and take a note on the little nuances that you feel you can do better. So if you shot in a situation where you maybe should have made a pass, you want to write down what that situation is and focus on it, right? It's not to sit here and see all the things you did well. You can Part of it is to do that, but you want to find the nuances, the little details. And at the start, as you, like, once you first start watching your own film, what you're going to realize is there's a lot of different things probably that you would want to do differently in your game. Right. Right. That's normal. As you keep going through it, though, your goal is just to close the gap. Right. The other side to watching film that you have to understand, once you watch your own, you want to watch your role models as well. Players that are already at that top peak level of where you want to go, not in the same league as you. But you want to start watching them to say, okay, how are they doing this? Yeah. Well, that's what you said there of closing the gap. Right. So having that example to say, oh, maybe you saw that nuance, that detail in your game, who's doing it better, who's, who's being effective with it, mm-hmm. right? And you want to be specific about the skill too, right? Like you don't want to just watch to see if LeBron James, you want to start playing like LeBron James. I'm not asking you to do that. But what I'm saying is like, if you like a certain way that LeBron James does a certain skill, you need to focus only on that certain skill. Because a lot of times where players get it wrong is when they do do their film watching, they try to become that other player and you don't need to do that. You don't need to become the 2.0 version. You need to become your version, which is simply taking a bunch of individuals that inspire you and taking the parts you like and putting them into your game. I would say that there's two different ways on how people approach watching film. Sure. So there's the way that we're describing it as finding those details, that nuanced approach. And then there's other people that think that they're watching film. However, they're just watching highlight reels of someone scoring really well. 
which is fine. Like, I think there's a place for both of those. Mm-hmm. But if it's specific, like studying film, skill building, learning a specific skill, you really have to break it down. You do. The highlight side, which I even do for games that I play in, like you want to get that inspiration to try an attacking move or whatever, which is completely fine as well. I think you just need to understand what you need to put more effort into and then go with it, yeah. you know? And for Chris's point there, we suggest film watching three times a week for specific skill building. That's something you should really work in. For the motivation side, you might want to do it before a game. Yeah, right? right? That gets you going the most anyways. Yeah. So. But yes, that's what pros are doing. They are regularly watching this film. And again, even when things are going right. So think of that pairing we just said, right? They have a morning system that they're subconsciously training their mind. That is where they manifest everything that they want. There's an audio track to it. Just listen to it. There's a nighttime system. Again, they're taking the time at night to do their visualization and de-stress. We're going to link that audio below. Um, next, they have strengths that they fall back on. Write your list out. Next, and, and train it. Next, they are visualizing each and every day, pretty much five days a week. If you want to do three, you can, but five days will layer everything up. Again, add that into your nighttime reload system. There's an audio below. And the one we just said is film watching, which is three times a week that you want to be doing film watching on. So now you have this nice little system built. Let's talk about the last point for this part, and then we'll get into the next ones next week. Okay. Last point here. The best athletes in the world have what they call a confidence drug. And they train that on a daily basis that allows them to build their confidence. So visualization allows you to build your certainty, which is your self-belief. Okay. Confidence is built through physical repetition. Where athletes make the mistake is that they look at the physical reps as the be-all, end-all. I'm not playing well. I got to go get more reps up. But it's like, you don't want to do that until you find out what you need to be be doing specifically and trusting in yourself. Otherwise, you're still going to go take action and hesitate. So once you do your visualizing, you need to have what we call here a confidence drug, which is taking the things you're visualizing and practicing them for 10 to 20 minutes a day. So let's say one thing you're visualizing through right now is um, three-point shooting in a specific area, okay, in a specific situation. What you're going to go do then is do your three-point shooting specifically in that situation for 10 to 20 minutes. That is going to now have, so think of the pairing we have now, right? We've got the visualizing part that you've built the certainty and self-belief. Now we've got the confidence part because you're actually going to do it on the court. The best athletes in the world work to build their confidence and certainty. They don't work for anything else. So this confidence drug should be something you are doing daily. This is what you hear about Kobe Bryant used to do where he did a thousand shots. I think that's a little extreme, but he would take a thousand shots. Uh, Michael Jordan did the same. You hear athletes that go through it, but every single one of these athletes who are pinnacle at what they do, who are at their absolute top levels, they are the individuals that are going out there on a daily basis. They have those basic skills and they work on them. And all it's doing is keeping your strengths sharp. That's all this does. And the reason we call it a confidence drug here is because when you go do it, it's an automatic snap in your confidence. So even if you weren't feeling good with it before, as a goalkeeper, when I used to play soccer, I had two that I would do. I would do um, keep ups for 10 minutes with my feet to trust my feet. And then I would literally just have basic shots of catching the ball and feeling really good with that. If I had those two things on, that automatically built my confidence for the day. I was going to say the one that was for me was just my shot. Whenever yep. it was on point, whenever it was the ball was coming off my foot the way that I wanted it to, it was it was fantastic. And even just messing around, try different things. That's when you can do it. When you 
when you feel that confident, in my opinion, anyways, when you feel that confidence, you can try whatever you want and you don't necessarily, you know, get down if you miss it afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. So with that, we've got our part one. Let's recap it really quick and we'll come back for part two next week. So part one, the first six mental training secrets of elite athletes that you need to master your mindset. Number one, have a consistent morning power system to train your subconscious so that you can focus on your goals. Number two, have a consistent nighttime reload system so that you can reflect, de-stress, and subconsciously train your mind before bed. One thing I want to say about this too, by the way, plan your morning power system in the time that you wake up with the time that you go to sleep at. So if you're going to sleep at 10, you need eight hours. That means you're getting up at six, right? If you need 10 hours, that means you're getting up at eight. Point is though, work backwards and start with that sleep time in mind. That's what the best athletes in the world do because it optimizes their mind to be better on focus and all that kind of good stuff. So nighttime reload system, morning power system. The next thing, they have a system of strengths that they know and they've clearly identified so that they can fall back on it. They use this system of strengths as a score system for themselves. So they go out there in performance. If their three strengths are moving their feet, getting to the net and shooting to score, let's pretend they don't perform well. They're going to go through that and they're going to rate each one out of 10. They're going to say, what did I do well? What did I not? The ones they did well, they're going to keep. The ones they didn't, they're going to up it. And it's that simple. A lot of times what athletes do, they freak out, they scratch, scrap everything and they start over. So when you have these strengths, you can use it as a measure of your, measure of your success. Okay. Number four, they visualize regularly on a day-to-day basis. Again, there's an audio track linked below. It's all there that you need. Number five, they watch film regularly. We suggest three times a week. Make sure you're watching on yourself, find the nuanced details, and then watch your role models. And number six, take time for a confidence drug each day where you go out there, you practice those skills 10 to 20 minutes a day. It increases your confidence. And now you're matching the certainty of visualization with the confidence of the physical practice. And together, you're getting a dominant athlete. Cool. Beautiful. Beautiful. Brilliant. So we'll be back next week. Again, everything's linked down below, audio tracks and such. If you do want to work with us as a team, um, if you want to work with us as an individual, we have application spaces down below available for you. You just click the link. You can work with us there and see if this is a good fit for you. There's also a link to our courses down there that you can purchase as well. And if you simply just want to sign up for our newsletter, which is a free resource, it's also down there as well. Please, again, like, subscribe, click the notification bell, share this episode. It helps us continue to bring you free content. And again, stay resilient.